Hello and welcome to XM Cinema. I'm your host, Xavier Mustafa, and today we'll be discussing She-Hawk, Attorney at Law, Episode 7, entitled The Retreat. But before we get into this episode, I'm going to let my co-hosts go ahead and introduce themselves. Hello there. It is the sensational Delanog is here. And how are you doing? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm the one, the only, the true vape god, Fletch Malone, blessing all of the peasants with my vapey presence. And as always, Xavier, it is truly an honor to be here. Alrighty, so we are at the seventh episode of She-Hawk. We are almost dwindling down to the end, and we still have no Matt Murdock. No, he has not showed up yet. We got his helmet, though. We got the reverse flash helmet. He's he's there. When he'll come, I'm pretty sure they're probably saving him for the finale. I bet that's what they're doing. They teased us. They got us hooked with the bait. And now we just have to sit there until we get pulled what, out of the water. What I think they're going to do is have it in, like, either an after credit scene next week. Just, like, the, the quick intro of him. Like, that scene that we saw in the trailer or whatever, him rolling on the roof. Like, they'll probably end it, like, in credit or in the episode itself with some sort of scene like that. And just have, like either the back of his head or, like, just his face and then camera cuts. Yeah, I think we got to get him both episodes because we see both sides of him in in in, uh, in the trailers, you know? We see Matt Murdock in there, though, so. Yeah, there's, like in the courtroom Matt Murdock is probably being introduced in episode eight. She's going to interact with him in some fashion in court. And then Daredevil will be introduced in that way that I just said. In, in my theory, at least. Well, all right, what did you guys think about this episode overall? I thought it was... Okay. So, y'all gonna hate me, probably. I thought a big chunk of this episode was very meh. But, I think this is a good episode for character development for Jen. I think this is probably one of her best character development episodes. This is by far Thoughts. one of the good episodes, not because of, you know, the stuff, flashy stuff, because it's the only one that really has a good arc and a good, uh, you know, her going through something. And uh, so it was definitely good. And the therapy scene was hilarious, in my opinion. So, uh, yeah, this episode was good to me. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Like... It started off just a little bit meh, and then it just it quickly picked up for me. And then right there in the middle, I was like, yo, oh, we're about to get a villain fight. All right, no, never mind. But all right, cool. I'm glad with what we got instead. All righty. So in this episode, we begin with Jennifer Walters, and she is head over heels in love with this guy, Josh. Josh is a gentleman that we met um at the uh, wedding and likes Jen for Jen, not Jen for She-Hawk, like uh, the other guy with the weird colored eyes. Um, and so we get episodes of them, you know, going out and then coming back to the house, kissing outside, but then Jen goes in alone, which I don't understand that because she kind of jumped on everybody else right away. But anyway, so after about the third date, she finally lets him inside to clap the cheeks. And after... 
the symphony of cheeks. Uh, she wakes up that next morning and uh, he was gone. And so she doesn't think nothing of it. She texts him and she says, "Hey, you know, I'm, you know, I'm smiling. You know, what? I'm trying to think what she said exactly." I can't stop smiling. Yeah, it says can't stop smiling. Cringe. And then, um, no, no return message. He ghosted. Can, can we acknowledge one thing though? That on the first date she went in for a hug afterwards, and he was like, "Oh, hold on there, Bucko." Nice for yeah. an handshake, dude. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. That was hilarious. I was like, oh, okay. But I knew something was sus. I was like, hmm, we not done with this. We gonna, we gonna see this later. I was like, we we didn't see the whole story. I and I yeah, I knew that immediately. I was like, something happened to him. Like, Yeah, I was like, something happened to him. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to be what it was. I was trying to look and see if $40 was on the counter, but $40 weren't on the counter, so I knew it wasn't that. But... (laughs) I'll tell you later. All right, so at work, Nikki is happy to learn that um, Jen has been nominated for Female Lawyer of the Year, of course, She-Hawk. Not the picture of Jennifer, but, you know, it is what it is. Um... And then she realized that Jen is not paying any attention because she is um, basically looking on her phone waiting on Josh to text her, uh, and he doesn't. Saturday rolls around, still no text from Josh. Uh, then uh, Sunday, she gets a walking by phone call that she thinks is Josh, but it's not. It's Emil Blonsky's parole officer. He got an alert that his inhibitor... Uh, he had an alert from his inhibitor and they need to go check on him. Uh, since his parole officer does not have any backup, he says that Jen needs to come out to basically assist him. Not really what she wanted to do on a Sunday, but she didn't have anything planned anyway. And she being ghosted by her dude. So she's like, cool, I'll go. They arrive at summer twilights and Chuck suggests that Jen puts on her quote unquote green suit just in case. So inside, Chuck and She-Hulk talk to Emil. He explains that he got too close to an electric fence trying to save his favorite chicken. And that's probably what happened. Uh, Chuck- I have a theory about this. Yes. Yeah, but I'll wait until we finish the therapy scene. All right, so Chuck recalibrates the inhibitor and uh, time to go home. Uh, Chuck leaves. Jen stays behind to walk out with Emil, not wanting to waste any more time. She says goodbye to him. And heads to a car when suddenly, out of nowhere, a bull and a matador come charging at her car, which is actually a Prius Prime. They said it about eight million times. Yeah, they did. How do you say his name? El Aguilar? Aguilar? Aguilar. Aguilar. And Man Bull. Uh, He's not a matador, by the way. He's a swashbuckler. Get it right. The two introduce themselves to Jen, but she'll rather much uh, them apologize for her car uh, with money. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Mill explains that the two men are just working through some deeply seated identity issues, and what they are doing is okay and healthy. Jen is focused more on her total car, of course. Emil can't help but wonder if life has presented an opportunity to Jen here, and maybe she shouldn't be in such a hurry to get back home. The mechanic won't be able to get there, of course, until later that afternoon, which means now Jen has to spend some time at Summer Twilights. 
Anything you guys want to say or? I mean, just watching years and years of uh, years of wrestling, I've seen people get spine busted on countless cars and still been able to drive away. I didn't see the problem, but still, okay, but that's uh, not a bull being thrown into it. The bull was doing the spine buster, and it was and, a nice man. They had the extra thousand pounds of force delivering Listen, the spine. It's a buster. Prius. You can throw a paper ball at it two hours and it'll fall apart. Hey, hey, we can't talk crap about Prius because we got hit by a deer while I wasn't even looking. I was in the passenger seat. Let me clarify that. I wasn't looking. I didn't feel the impact. I heard the impact while we were going 80 miles an hour and a deer ran into us. That's because Priuses don't make any noise. Those are the quietest cars I've ever heard in my life. I almost got hit by one and didn't even realize it until I like felt the heat to buy my body or, or on my body from the car. And I was like, oh, there's a car. Right extremely here. sensitive to heat, but okay. Well, yeah, no, because what? you couldn't hear the car, but the car was hot because the car had been was been driving. So, and it was that close to me that you know the you felt it the, through the door. No, 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 no. I was the hood of the car was hot, and it was literally inches from me. Were you walking? Yes. Okay. Yes. You got to clarify. You got to. You got to specify. What you, what you thought I was right? sitting in an office or? Oh, okay, I got you. No, yeah, we thought you was in <laughs> another car. Like, what? Yeah, gotcha. we're talking about car accidents. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. No, if 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 a Prius hit anything, I was driving. I probably wouldn't even feel it. <laughs> Again, yeah, yo, did, big did, truck didn't feel the impact at all. Safe as crap. I'm like, oh, right man. side was destroyed. Didn't feel anything. All right, so of course anyway. at of course at uh, Shady Pines, I mean Summer Twilights, uh, there is no cell phone reception or Wi-Fi, uh, so Jen is not happy because she's still waiting on text messages from her boo. Emil walks Jen to the ceremony sweat lodge, but Jen is not sweating it out in the in the uh, sweating it out today. She is determined to find reception bars, so she wanders around the grounds with the phone in the air, trying to find a signal. Um, and uh, heading inside, Jen quickly discovers that she is disturbing one of Emil's um, talking circles. Uh, man Bull, El Aguilar are there with Porcupine. Yes, the man is a porcupine, quote unquote. Uh, but basically, he just has a weird total Needle body suit. suit on with spikes Needles. coming out of it. Needles. Shoot out. Spicy needles. I, I just want to say, oh, they shoot out? Well, that's what they supposed to do, is what I heard in the comments. That, that, I mean, clearly, he's not a that, fighter. That looked like he went to Family Dollar and got the stuff <laughs> to make that. That, that, that suit like was trash. Cosplay of a porcupine. <laughs> Uh, like, I actually Google porcupine, and like in the comics, I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool, but now what we got. Yeah. Uh, and then we get, I'm going to butcher this, Sacrin? Sacrin? Cesarean? Cesarean? Like a Cesarean? No, I'm kidding. All right. Uh, who is a vampire? Uh, Allegedly so, a vampire. No, he a vampire. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> he's hilarious. The funniest one. So Jen watches uh, from the sidelines while they talk about their feelings and whatnot. 
Uh, and then the doors open, and it's that guy from uh, the first. Was it the first episode? No, it was like second just, episode when she was attacking yeah. Ali, and they tried to get her yeah, blood. Second or third or something. So he walks it was in before the dates. Sorry. Yeah. So he walks in, and so Jen breaks the fourth wall and says, "Hey, it's that guy. Do you remember him? They probably did. did they show him on a previous on? It don't matter. We're gonna do it right now. And they did it previously I've, on." Which I'm glad she did because I didn't recognize her. I didn't either. But her just saying it was I, one of the guys, I would have believed it. I, you know, but I would have. But I thought it was funny the way they did it. Yeah, she said, "Prove this on him. Let's do it right now. Prove this on him right now." Because they also hadn't broke the fourth wall yet. This episode. That's the only time they've done it. That's the only time they did it. This episode. Yeah. So uh, he's part of the wrecking crew that attacked her in the alley behind her house. And now we're all up to speed. Thank you to the uh, previously on that she inputted in the middle of this episode. Um, so Jen wastes no time transforming from Jen to She-Hawk and grabbing him by his neck. Uh, Emil kind of, you know, calms her down and says, hey, you know, we can work through this all together. Uh, Jen chooses to join the circle, but she doesn't really want to share Everyone is not happy about this, pointing out that something is clearly going on with her because she's throwing people across the room and is glued to her phone. Emil asks again, is there anything that she wants to get off her chest? And that's when she finally decides that she wants to share. She tells him that she met a guy and went out with him, and now she hasn't heard from him. Uh, the porcupine asks, when was the last time a text was sent to him? Um, or no, sorry, what was the last text? And she said, that was fun. I can't stop smiling. And the whole group kind of was like, oh. Oh. Sounds so clingy. Uh, but she said, wait, wait, actually, that wasn't the last text I sent him. Uh, she said she was oh, kind of no. concerned about his well-being uh, and texted uh, text him that she was a little worried. Uh, and then she added a blushing smiley face emoji. Ah. Oh, see, I didn't see the blushing emoji. Like, I can understand her actual thought process if she was legitimately worried, but, you know, she, she wasn't. She just wanted a response. Record brings some reason to the conversation, mentioning that Jen's going to have to accept the real ah. fact that she was ghosted. As our vampire points out, whose name I'm not going to repeat because I'm going to butcher it. Sasarin. He says maybe he just wanted her blood, <laughs> which is funny, but I we can't talk about it now. Why wow, that was funny, but anyway. But 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 and it's the vampire guy. Right, right. That that was a good double double entendre. Would that be a double entendre? I think that is a double yeah, entendre. Yeah, double entendre. Uh, so Jen starts to you know uh, share with the group. Um, she she fashions Seahawk as being the cool girl in school who gets all the attention, and life will be so much better and easier as that person. But that doesn't make life easier. Would would everybody like Jen if Seahawk wasn't even around? Uh, Jen is great, but when Seahawk is around, nobody cares about Jen. Uh, but Josh liked Jen for Jen, and now. With them not communicating and everything, it's not happy for her. Porcupine has heard enough. Where does Josh live? Because they're going to kill him. And they all band together and say <laughs> they're going to. This scene was hilarious. <laughs> they're all going to take whole him scene, out. This whole therapy was hilarious. <laughs> Every, this, was, this was great. Maybe episode. Record count. Wrecker 
calms everybody down and gets them off of finding Josh uh, or drinking his blood, which Sarkaren brings up. And everyone opens up about the rejection. We're we're not going to get this name today, okay? The vampire. Um, As everybody opens up about the rejections they face in their own life and that maybe Josh's reaction hurts so much because Jen hasn't been spending enough time with Jen. She-Hulk has consumed her life in more ways than one. Maybe there's a group of guys who would love to spend time with Jen right now, man bull adds. And then Jen cues to change back to her real self. Everyone applauds and then even aspires Porcupine to take off his mask. Which causes everyone to gag. Yes, because apparently it smells under there, which is disgusting. So... Devin August, I have a question for you because you're like the historian of the group. Um, do you know who Cesarean's dad is? Because they mentioned him in the episode and they wouldn't have mentioned him if there wasn't a reason. Oh, yeah, they did mention him. I No, I know he was a Blade villain, uh, so I'm very scared for him. You when, talk about Sacron? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, Whatever. I just said his name name wrong so Fletch can roll his eyes on purpose. But, uh, uh, yes, that's hard. I did did some quick Google research and I couldn't find anything. I didn't do anything. Yeah, I don't think it was a, yeah, I don't think it was anything. Because, I mean, he was like a killer and and I don't think they're going that route. I mean, he's going to violent. Cesarean was a killer or his dad was a killer? No, Cesarean was because he's a bad guy too. And was like, his dad uh, a bad guy in the comics as well? No, say okay. Because they they gotta start like teasing the blade connection, and they brought up vampires again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I feel like that's got it, it. Like he's got something to do with the blade movie. I don't know. I hope not. Because then he got to die. All right. So since we kind of brought it up, uh, Man Bull was in the Daredevil comics. Yeah. Oh, yeah wait. Pork. Actual comic characters. Yes. Apparently. Pork. Yeah. Like wait. Wait. Characters. Wait. We not gonna mention the funniest part in the therapy session? Oh I, yeah. I wasn't I done with the about. therapy session. I don't. I don't think. When. Yeah. When the vampire was like, yeah, when vampire was like, like, oh, we love Jen just as much or whatever. Oh, wait, no, we love Shield just as much as Jen. She's, she's just as tasty. Oh, I'm lying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, so, I'm sorry. God. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. You know, I'm gonna help it. I can't help it. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> And then we get Porcupine, who was a Ant-Man villain. Yes. Uh, and then uh, Saracen, who was... Uh, now, I haven't noted that he was in The Punisher. He had some clashes, clashes with The Punisher. So, uh, Devin says that he was also in The um, Blade. So, which makes sense. And... and, that, and- that Matador dude was uh, not a Matador. Was Iron Fist in Luke Cage, right? 
That's what I heard. I am the immortal Iron Fist. So, so my question now is, he's so, they're introducing mutant characters. Yeah, because he's a mutant they're too. Not calling them mutants. Well, we're well, getting. A, I mean, we're getting another mutant in Wakanda forever. Yeah, well, well, we got that mutant right now. You know, the the Matador dude's a mutant, and Namor's a mutant. That's that's who he's talking about. Namor's oh, I didn't know Namor was a mutant. Okay. Oh yes. I've, uh, never, um, let me shut up. Yeah, uh, no. The it, Aguilar was a mutant. The uh, Man Bull was a mutant. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, Man Bull was like an experiment or something. I'm yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no. He's experimenting, right? So technically, he's an inhuman. So yeah, technically, they're all inhumans because mutants haven't been officially. No, they're officially in. He said, Kamala. Looks like a. It's funny because that's kind of exactly how that scene went. All right. So, uh, (laughs) to wrap it up, they chant for her to delete Josh's number. They finally, she deletes Josh's number, which I was like, okay, she can delete it. But, I mean, she didn't delete the text messages. So, you know, the number is still in there. But anyway, um, and then she goes to leave, and they give her a nice goodbye card, uh, which was nice and cheesy and sweet. Um, and then on the way back to her home, she is calm and she relaxes. And then we get a three days earlier, um, dun, dun, dun. and we see her going to the house with Josh. Um, and then after the symphony of cheek clapping, as I said earlier, uh, Josh got up in the middle of the night and uh, took a picture of her with her phone, Please. with his phone, Please. while she was asleep, and then text. And I forgot to write down the person. Wait, wait, he, he, he decrypted her phone first. Yeah, he co- no, he copied. He copied. Oh, yeah, phone. not decrypted. Yeah, he copied. Okay, he copied, copied her phone. Took a picture of her. Then it's he the texted. What? Hulk King. Yeah, there we go. Text him that she he had obtained her blood. Yep, that's bro, that's the leader right there, baby. Dun dun dun. I was right. When's it time for my theory? Yeah, you can go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I'm gonna start it off simple. Um Emil's the big bad. Emil is 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 Hulk King. Hear me out. Hear me out, right? Okay. From the very beginning, Xavier was like, oh, which actually probably happened. He got into the electric fence. Maybe. Or it was a breakout plan, and he had to come up with some quick thing, and all these supervillains had to put on an act, and they put together this retreat in, you know, a few hours, whatever. Cool. I know that's a little bit of a stretch. Not that big a deal, right? The Wrecker used to work for... um, whatever the intelligentsia company, whatever, right? Josh works for intelligentsia. You don't think that the wrecker could have been put there as a plant and so that she recognized him and she had that, even though it was a bad report, she had a report. She could see the change in him, even though it's an act. And then at the end, she goes into the yurt, right? What if Josh had stolen that blood three days earlier and they'd already figured out how to make an anti-Hulk whatever and the yurt wasn't a sweat yurt. It was a gas chamber yurt type stuff. And now she can't hulk out. 
I think they would have hinted to that. But not always. But my thing about your theory is if Mel Blonsky is everything, then why do the whole Josh thing? If if Mel Blonsky was the absolute bad guy, why still like you know, Josh got it three days earlier. So why put on the whole facade in the first place? To actually apply the anti-Hulk serum or whatever they developed. No, what do you, no, no, no. They don't need her. They just need her blood. You're not, uh, you're not listening. No, no, no. They don't want to anti-Hulk her. They want to make more Hulks. I know they want to make more Hulks, but you don't think it would help to have one less Hulk? No, that's not what they want. They they want more holes. They don't. That's literally all that. Look, you need to rewatch Incredible Hulk. Hulk. That's what that's what the leader wanted. He wanted more blood. He wanted all nothing but blood. He said all copies are samples. He said you did what, sir? He said I never told you to copy my samples. He said, look, look, I need more blood. You gonna give it to me? I'm gonna copy. Look, I. I yeah, yeah. It, it, hey, it may work. You may, may be right, but I still think the leader is the big bad because he's the whole king. He the, he Mr. Blue. He won't yeah, that. Abomination could consider himself the Hulk king. He's never he said Hulk. that. He's never said that or never. He doesn't even Hulk out. It's 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 different. It doesn't mean that. He, what do you mean he doesn't Hulk out? We literally have footage of him hulking out. Is it hulking out though? What? Sorry, abominationing out. There you go. That sounds whatever. All righty, so we're gonna sign out, and then I'm going to talk about some theories that are going around on the internet as far as who is the Hulk King. So we're gonna have a whole special spoiler section for about that. So go ahead and let the people know where they can find you on your social medias. Lens underscore D A. Ladies and gentlemen, papers, you can find me on Facebook and YouTube by searching Fletch Malone. You can find me on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram by searching Vape God Fletch. And you can find me on Twitch by searching Fletch Malone Wrestling. And you can buy merch from all those great sites. Yeah. And you can catch me at Xavier Mustafa on Facebook and on Twitter. You can catch this podcast at XM Cinema on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. Make sure you hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to this so you get every new episode when it drops. We're doing She-Hulk that you just listened to. We're doing House of Dragons, and we're currently doing Andor. Last episode was kind of meh, so yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, so yeah, again, hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to this so you get every new episode when it drops. And until next time, make sure you guys take care of yourselves and each other, and may the Force be with you. And bow down to the vape god. Because this is the way. Alrighty, so I didn't want to put this information in the regular section. I wanted to talk about this kind of in the spoiler section. This is what the internet think it is. They think it one of them. All right, now there's like four, I think four or five options on there. The first one is Todd Phelps. Um, yeah, that guy. So That's the leader, right? No, no. Todd Todd Phelps. He was he was the one that went on the date with Jen and said. Uh, they said, hey, would a vibranium needle work or something? Would vibranium pierce you? Oh, okay. That makes or, sense. 
And then and then he his voice sounds exactly like that. Uh, if you remember that scene in the alley when the guy was like, "Oh, she bet my thing, whatever." It, the exact same voice. I think that was the same dude from the day, Ted or Todd, whatever you said his name was. And and he was at remember he was at her office or something the next day or yeah he's a client yes. he's a client, client. Of, uh, yeah the, the law firm. Yeah, he definitely a bad guy. Uh, as you brought up, the leader, that's an option. This one I'm not so sure of. I'm pretty sure this is not the, the what was it called? Hulk. I can say Hulkbuster. Hulk King, Titania. <laughs> I did see one of those. I don't, it's a stretch, but. Mm. No, no, no way. Um. So another one is M O D O K. <gasps> Modok. So uh, Modok's in Ant Man in the Wasp. I don't think he's in this. He's not in New York. He's in California. So uh, basically, for those that don't know, Modok stands for Mental Organism Designed Only for Killing, uh, and it's rumored to be part of Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania next year. Um, he will so, be in. It. Well, it's rumored. It's not. You got, you got the official. No, it's it. It's official. I'm. I'm. I'm telling you right now. Shut I'm, up. It's official. Devin August is like, I work for Marvel. It's official because I put it in there. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, him, and then option five is uh, somebody on Thunderbolt Ross's team. The the chick the chick from Cypher. Uh yeah. just somebody on their team. Nobody specifically, but somebody on his team. No, I feel like we're gonna get an end credit scene with the Mill Blocks key after the whole thing's over, and that chick Val from Seifel, uh is gonna come up like, "Hey, you want to get your parole off?" Like you know, all Amanda Waller type, and then boom, he joins the Suicide Squad. I mean, the Thunderbolt. <clears throat> Sorry, you should probably quit your night job. Oh no, sorry. I just happened to watch that movie the other day. Alrighty. Um when when Amanda Waller was talking to Bruce Wayne. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Yes, there's something to talk about with DC. But anyway. All right. So we're out unless y'all got anything else to say. Sir. Oh, right. uh, but where was his uh where was his little side chicks? I thought we were gonna go to his compound and see his or what do you call them? His I didn't notice movies. they weren't there, yeah. Yeah, his his whatever uh, soulmates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wanted to see them, but weren't there, I guess. Nope, just him and a bunch of dudes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, y'all. We're out until next time. Peace.